0: Like, I don't know who that is. What do y'all want to talk about? Anybody got anything they want to talk about? Eli, you got anything tormenting you you want to bring up and let the Lord slay it right here? The Lord crushes it, man. You know what I'm saying? He slays. (laughs) Anyone have anything that is on their mind? Contradictions, frustrations, anxieties, joys? Can also just be joys rejoicing in the joys contradictions you know it's like
1: i've started i've started equating accusation with contradiction and i've learned in the midst of contradiction that's like the birthplace of revelation and because it's in that contradiction that light comes and sorts it out for us And so realizing that now, the voice of accusation hits me in a totally different way than what it used to. Because instead of it being something, it's not nice. I mean, you feel what you feel, but at the same time, you understand that it's trying to say something to you. And you can stand there in that contradiction and let the Lord just come and shine the light and sort it out. So now, when it presents itself, it's like it's nothing that I resist. Now I understand what Jesus meant when he said, resist not evil. I don't have to resist it. The light will come and it'll sort it out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's good. Say the last part again about not resisting the evil.
1: He said not to resist evil because the reason you would resist evil is because you have a carnal judgment that something is evil and you've judged. The reason you judge it as evil is because you see it as being able to take life away from you. Yeah. And once you, once you're able to discern what it is that takes life away and what it is that gives life, it'll, it'll sort
0: that thing out for you. Yeah. So it, and you can rebuke me if you don't think this, this adds to what, or goes along with what you're saying. It's not that there isn't a resisting. It's that you're not doing the resisting. The light comes and right. resists for you. The battle truly is the Lord's. Right. The Lord comes and will resist for you. Right. And the way he resists for you is he shows you his life. Yeah. A life that overcomes death in the flesh. A life that can't be stolen from, you know, all the different things we say about life. An incorruptible uh-huh. life. And that's that resists for you. And so you see the evil having already been resisted inside of the body of Jesus yeah. Christ. Which is we all hate the evil. Everybody in this room has something in their life that they hate, that they don't like, and most people don't stop and think why I, why I don't I like it. Well, the reason you don't like it is because you think it's against it's contrary to life, contrary to something good, and that's why you don't want it to be there. Well, if your imagination becomes captivated with the evil, with the thing you say is against all that is good, what'll happen is is your life will be born from frustration, from torment from anxiety, from angst, because you'll all the time be trying to flex out, right? Trying to resist the evil, trying to get rid of the evil, right? And and what will happen is, is when you see God resisted the evil inside of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you see there's no evil remaining in the body of Jesus, that starts resisting, right? It it, it, it causes you to endure, yeah, right? It causes you to endure the, the temptation, which the temptation would be for you to slay the evil, right? I mean, within relationships. Do you know where most of the fights come? One or both parties decides there's something evil going on here. And now we're going to resist it ourselves, right? Or if there's one of you that decides there's something evil going on, the way we're going to resist is we're going to come and try to eradicate the evil from the other one, right? (laughs) And the way we do it is we come and we point out their evil, right? This evil is in the way, right? And it's not... This or that. There could be some breakdown in closeness or intimacy that's going on, right? But what is that really and what will really heal that, right? What will cause that to go away? The temptation will be for you to figure out what the evil is that's causing the breakdown. Mm-hmm. And then you get in there trying to resist it, right? And it's all for a good cause. You only do it if you think it's for a good cause. You see what I'm saying? Sure. The, good, the good cause is i got to save us. I gotta save this relationship. I gotta save this love. I gotta save this passion. I gotta save this goodness. Right? And then next thing you know, you're living by the sweat of your brow. Right? And you're carrying the burden of the relationship. Right? And that will never sort out the relationship to begin with. Right? And so the the when you start to see the evil that you think can steal from you, you see it consumed inside of the body of the Lord Jesus. It it brings forth patience in you meaning it causes you to abide in the life you see in Jesus. And that starts strengthening you to endure all things. I mean, doesn't the verse say that? Endure all things, hope all things, believe all things,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. right? And so it sounds like an active action, like the Lord's telling us, you must endure. Well, you can't endure. Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling like you're at the end of your race and you're (laughs) worn out, it's because you've been trying to endure, Mm right? Right? And so you want to recognize that. All right, I'm clearly living by my own ability. I'm trying to endure. I'm trying to resist the evil. I'm carrying the burden of my life. I'm carrying the weight of lifting off this evil from my life, from my family, from myself, right? Which is what one of the meanings of sin would be.
2: Linda Lou, my goodness, hallelujah. <laughs> You go
0: and you have returned. What a special, special treat. Hallelujah. Man, you you come back to us from Italy. Hallelujah. The land of love. Glory to God. It's going to be so hard to carry on now. Um, That's one of the meanings of sin. It would be to carry the burden or the weight of bringing forth life or of lifting off of yourself the evil. Or that what you call corruption. Right? There's a reason why David never killed Saul. David had a whole lot of opportunities to kill Saul. And in fact, people are like, there he is. Here's your chance. Take him out. This dude's been trying to kill you for like how many years. We've been hiding in a cave because this dude's been trying to kill us. We've all sat in the cave crying, grieving because of the evil of Saul. And now here's your chance to kill him. And you don't? (laughs) What? Why not? And so that's one of the meanings of sin. And that's one of the reasons why penal substitution is so insidious, because it carries with it this implication that sin is somehow you violating uh, uh, order God's given you, and now he's got to punish you. Mm -hmm. right? But sin, one of its primary meanings was to carry the weight of lifting death off of yourself, to carry the weight of bringing forth life. That's why the scripture talks about the sin that so easily besets us, right? The weight.
3: Peter gave us a good example of that. In the garden, when the soldiers showed up to arrest Jesus, Peter says, I got this, man. Step back. Whack! We'll take out the rest of them. All you guys, draw your swords. What did Jesus do? Whoa, time out. Give me that ear. (laughs) Fear, step back, drop that
0: sword. Yeah, yeah, blessed are the peacemakers. There's a lot you can say about that, but to Matt's point, Jesus understood that there was a life in him that would resist, and that he didn't have to resist, and that the life in him was greater than death. And so, he didn't have to try to resist the death, or overcome the death, or keep himself from the death, he didn't take the weight of lifting the death off of himself. He didn't take the burden of bringing forth life onto himself. He knew that he had a life inside of this earthen vessel that had come from above that would resist everything, right? That would resist the death. And you, you know, actually, the only way you can resist the death, if you want to take it to its ultimate degree, the only way you can resist the death is to conquer it by raising someone from the dead, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Resisting the death means to consume it. And so you start asking yourself, even should I resist this person? Is that going to keep me from going to the grave? No. And so the real resisting of the death would be the death to be completely eradicated from the person. And so the resurrection was God resisting the death inside of Jesus. It was God resisting the evil. How did he resist it? He resisted it by consuming it. He raised Jesus in a body that had no death in it and that could never die again. He resisted evil. And now he's given us that same spirit that dwells in us, telling us that that spirit is resisting evil in us because that spirit can't die. That spirit can't be stolen from. That spirit of life is the same spirit that raised Jesus up. And now that starts resisting in us because we see it. Right. And and it's a resisting that will occur in the heart first. Right. It has a physical bodily application, but it's a resisting that occurs in the heart. Right? Where your heart is being stung by the evil. And the evil's trying to tempt you to pick up the sword. Right? Well, Jesus said those who live by the sword shall die by the sword. Right? And he wasn't talking karma. What he's saying is, you can't find life by the sword. So in the day you try to have life by the sword, that sword will slay you. That sword will serve you with death. Right? So the weight. Right. All of us are tempted to carry the weight of life, carry the weight of lifting off what torments us. Right. Every single one of us are tormented by something in our life. Listen, man, when I was in high school, I think that might have been the times I was the most tormented with life. Because you don't you. You're, you're right in that 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 sweet spot where, you know, you're like independent, but you ain't really figured nothing out yet. But you think you have because you're right in that spot where, uh, you know, genetics is telling you you're independent, right? You're an adult. And so you don't want to hear no more from other people. And so you're right in that sweet spot where you're trying to stand on your own two feet, but you don't really know nothing yet. And so you're grappling with life. What does this mean? What does that mean? What should I do? What shouldn't I do? Why do these people say these things? Why do these people do these things? Why do I feel these things? You don't understand nothing yet about yourself about other people, about what you feel, why you feel it, where it comes from, right? And so you might, everybody might go away today thinking about that. What is a weight that I feel? Right, because we can get into theology and people can get lost in doctrine and be like, I don't understand. (laughs) Can we just go to IHOP? Is that where y'all go? (laughs) But do you know what everybody understands? Every single person has felt the weight. Every single person is dealing with the weight right now, a burden they feel, some evil thing they feel or see or are grappling with that they want to be lifted off of them, right? So you might go away thinking of what is that weight and how is it tempting me to try to deal with it? And what is it telling me about how I must deal with it? And then you might start asking God, Lord, show me how it is that you have bear this weight upon yourself that you came and took this weight that is trying to get it right to come down upon me on yourself, right? Show me how you've carried the weight, that you've borne upon yourself the burden of this evil, how you've borne upon yourself the burden of bringing forth life. Because I feel the weight, I feel the burden, it's tormenting me, I don't like it, right? And just let your conversation begin there with God. And if that's what you say to God, and you walk away, hey, glory to God. The Lord is is faithful, and he'll begin unwrapping that stuff. Everybody understand that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you understand when it says we were sinners? It doesn't mean we were like vampire devil people in the sense that the world (laughs) describes it. When it means we were sinners, what it means is we were bearing the burden of death. We were bearing the weight of trying to produce life out of the midst of our death. That's what it would mean to be in sin. The weight of death was on our backs. The weight of trying to overcome death was on our backs. The forgiveness of sin isn't about God being mad, and now he's not mad anymore. The forgiveness of sin will be about how God came himself to took the weight of death off of you and put it onto himself. That's why you see Jesus on the cross, dying that's god taking the burden or the weight of death on himself whatever weight that is trying to get you to carry whatever weight you feel bearing down upon your life you want to see that weight in the lord jesus on the cross that's god taking the burden of our death the death that was weighing us down onto himself why was he doing that so he could lift the weight off lift the burden off in the resurrection when he came out of the grave having conquered death in the flesh right? Because so many times what we do is we internalize the weight we feel. We start twisting on it on the inside, right? We start grappling with it on the inside. We don't talk to other people about it. We just carry the weight. And we don't understand even what that does to our physical bodies, our emotions, our physical bodies. Even the world says that most every disease comes from stress. Most every breakdown of the body comes from stress. What does stress come from? Stress comes from you carrying a freaking weight. (laughs) That's what it comes from. And so what the hell is this weight that I'm carrying? Where did it come from? What is it I'm trying to bear upon my own self? Right? And recognize what you want. You want this evil you see to be lifted off of you. And then start talking with God. And even if the beginning of the conversation is, I don't understand how you're going to lift this off of me. I don't understand how you being raised from the dead has anything to do with this. Tell him. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't see how you being raised from the dead can help me in the middle of this. That's a powerful place to start. Yes, Lord. I mean, what did the guy say to Jesus when his son was being tormented by the demoniac? Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then what did Jesus do? He helped his unbelief. He delivered his son. And so if you're in the place where, man, you believe what's just said, but you don't comprehend how that sorts itself out. Help my unbelief. Help my inability to understand. Right?
2: Does everybody
0: understand that? Mm-hmm. Is there anybody that's gotten it right to not feel awake?
2: <laughs>
0: please speak up <laughs> anyone? How about, how about all the different things we do to try to deal with the weight that we feel oh, so
2: <laughs>
0: even the things that, that, that have come out in our lives that we maybe think
2: what the hell is that?
0: are <laughs> the things we end up despising ourselves for doing because we think it's weird or we think it's wrong or we think there's something bad about it Look how weird I am. All those things that manifest in your life, those are all symptoms of you trying to deal with the weight you feel.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And now you're trying to deal with the weight that the world has convinced you is on your shoulders. And God will heal you from all those things you do to try to deal with the weight by coming and showing you what he did to bear the weight upon himself. Right? And now all of a sudden you're not carrying the weight anymore. Now all of a sudden he's carrying the weight. That's why the woman that was hunched over stands straight up when she encounters the Lord Jesus. Right? You know why she was hunched over? Carrying the burden of death. The weight of trying to produce life and resist evil. And now she sees in Jesus is a life that resists evil. And in Jesus is a life that can take upon himself the weight of death. Right? And then she stands straight up. She no longer carrying the burden She's no longer carrying the weight, right? I mean, even like high blood pressure. I mean, do you know why people have high blood pressure? Because they spent their whole life carrying the weight.
3: So when Jesus said, go and sin no more, he was basically saying, don't go back and try to carry the weight. That's right. Oh, Absolutely. He wasn't saying,
0: be a good little boy or girl. That's right. Go and act right. No, he wasn't saying, go and act right. Try harder next time. Yeah. No. So you can go away thinking about that and connecting that. And you see how the world and what I call secular Christianity has changed the meaning of words that actually prevent you from connecting with the truth. So our idea of sin is that you've acted improperly. You did a bad, bad thing. I did a bad, bad thing. (laughs) Right? That's what you're thinking. I did a bad, bad thing. I mean, David in the Psalms, after he, he sent your, after he laid with Bathsheba another man's wife and then sent the man off to die so he could have his wife, you'd think David might say he sinned against Uriah or he sinned against Bathsheba. But he doesn't say that. He says, against thee, Lord, and only thee have I sinned against. And, and, and God said to David, I would have given you anything you wanted. And you know what God was saying? I was carrying the weight of satisfying you with life. I was carrying the burden of delivering you from the weight. Mm -hmm. Right? All you had to do was come to me. And that's why David says, against thee have I sinned. Because I took the weight upon myself. I took the weight of satisfying the desire in my heart upon myself. Instead of coming to you. Knowing that you were carrying the weight. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. It's... We can say a lot of complicated things about the scriptures because people have perverted them so much. But even just that that little bit, sin means to be carrying the weight of eradicating evil from your life. That
1: situation with David, you see it show up in the prodigal son's older brother, too. Yep.
0: All that I have is yours. Yep. That's right. So it's not act right. It's not look at your actions. Whatever actions that are coming out of you that you don't like, that you don't think are consistent with life, they're coming out of you on account of you carrying a weight that you were never intended to carry. And that weight is you trying to eradicate fear from your life. That could be one of the weights. I feel afraid. Nobody likes fear. How many in here likes fear? How many of here loves anxiety? How many in here is like, Hallelujah, man, can I feel anxious today? How many of you wake up in the morning and think, man, I can't wait to be afraid today. (laughs) This is going to be powerful. How many of you call your friends together? Man, I got some great fear. I got some great anxiety. Can we share it? Michelle does that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things that will happen when you're carrying the weight of fear and anxiety, you you, you struggle to want to do that alone. And so even on a subconscious level, You are going to, if you don't let, if you don't see the Lord lifting that (laughs) off of you, you're going to come and put that on the people in your life. And we all do it in different ways. One person might do it one way. Another person might, one person might do it more like in your face. Another person might do it in a way that we call passive aggressive, (laughs) right? (laughs) And so it it can look different, but it's the same, right? You're not, you'll never just sit there carrying the weight. It's impossible. You want to share the weight. You want it off of you. Yeah. And so you're going to do something to get it off of you. Some people will go start drinking. A lot of times she's trying to protect the kids by instilling fears in them. You yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. That's. Mm-hmm. And, and not even realizing it. If If you're afraid for your kids' lives, whatever you do to try to protect them will put fear in them because you're afraid. Yep. Every seed will reproduce after its own kind. So it isn't even that you make an intellectual decision. I'm going to make them afraid.
2: It's that you're afraid.
0: And if what you do to raise your kids is, is born from fear, everything you instruct them will be in the way of fear. right? And they'll end up being afraid for their life. Mom's afraid. In the world, we talked about this last week, in the world it's called the mimetic theory. right? Where you, you beat the mimetic theory. You become what you behold, and so if a child beholds fear in the parent, then many times that fear will be reproduced in them. Not because the parent's trying to do it, but, but because the child sees something in the parent, and because they see something in the parent, it then becomes born in them. That's what you know ignorant Christianity called generational curses. There's no generational <laughs> curses, but if the if the father believes a thing then many times the children will see the father believing that thing and they'll also end up believing the thing. Yep. If a mother believes something, many times the children will believe what the mother believes. And so their life becomes born from the same belief. It's not a generational curse, right? It's that they've adopted the same belief.
3: Well, that's the worst. the worst fear of that whole thing is the The fact that you
2: think it's a generational curse. Yeah, that's that's really bad. I mean, that's the ironic uh, ironic thing
0: about that right there. I thought that was that's you trying
1: to get it off of you, so you blame the curse. Well, especially if you blame God for the curse.
0: Yeah, Yeah. right. That was a really yeah. This
1: woman that that. you gave me. Yeah, and
0: and
3: then you feel like you can never get it off of you because you're part of that generation. So now you're doomed.
0: Yeah, Yeah. because you think you think that somebody in your family did a bad bad thing. They did a bad bad thing. They have to go
2: rebuke everybody. before you, after you.
0: <laughs> well, because and I, I wanted people to understand the anatomy of the, the, this belief. The idea is somebody in your history did something real bad that was against God. God was so angry about what they did that he came and cursed them. And that now because he cursed them, he wasn't just happy cursing them. He's going to curse everybody in their lineage. That's the idea of a generational curse. That, that, that's why it's so insidious. Even just the idea that the cursing comes from God. God doesn't curse. The belief system is what has the curse in it. And so if you're believing something that comes from below and not from above, there's a curse in that belief, Mm -hmm. right? And the curse is a life filled with fear and labors and annoyances. That's a cursed life. If you want to make it real simple, a cursed life is a life that's filled with fear. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: A cursed life is a life that's filled with you carrying the weight of delivering yourself from fear. Mm -hmm. That's a cursed life. That's what God called the cursed life. So when God sees you filled with fear, when God sees you doing all kinds of things that are born from you carrying the weight of delivering yourself from fear, that's why he's not angry or upset with you because he sees the problem as you're full of fear. You don't despise somebody because they're full of fear. You don't come and say to somebody, what's wrong with you that you're so afraid? You see what's causing them to be afraid and then you come and lift that weight off of them by dealing with the thing that's causing them to be afraid right in front of them. Mm -hmm. Right? And now that sets them free. So everybody understand understand that way. The reason why you don't like evil, why aren't we indifferent to evil? Who's decided that it's evil? Why aren't we just like, "Oh, who cares?" Like there was two two dudes in Las Vegas that that stole a car and then ran over a uh, a man from behind for fun and oh. live streamed it. Oh no. For no reason. He's just riding on the side just riding on the side of the road on his bike. They stole a car, and then they just decided they want to run him over while they were filming it. And they're laughing about it. He died on the side of the road. So who says that's evil? Why do we think that's evil? And so we don't just want to think these things. We want to start to understand why we think it's evil. We think it's evil because we think it's contrary to life. And everything that we say is good is consistent with having life and promoting life. And anything we say is evil is things we think take away from that. So you guys all want to understand that whatever weight you're carrying is because you think there's something in your life that can destroy you. And you're trying to carry the weight of keeping your life from being destroyed. And now you want to start talking with God about that weight, about that burden and what he's done to carry it, bear it upon himself, upon his own shoulders, right? The fear. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you think God wanted, we'll just, you know, we live in this world and we tend to think like the world thinks about things, mm-hmm. right? Well, God is in the world, but he's not of the world. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't think like the world. And I just want to use this example. All of us would want to save that guy from being run over by the car if we could. Right? Every single one of us, if we could do something, we would. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, why would we do that? Because we would think it's not good to die, and it's good to live. We would think it's not right for him to die, it's right for him to live. Well, you know who also thinks that? God. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, the world would say God didn't do anything.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. That's what the world would say. (laughs) That God didn't do anything to save that man. Right? Because the world thinks salvation for that man from death is if he wouldn't have got run over on the bike. But even should he not have got run over on the bike, guess what? Something else is going to take his ass out. Forget my language. (laughs) Something else is coming along to take him out. He's going to end up in the grave. Like, like. Our beloved Thomas says, we're all going to die real soon. (laughs) Something else is coming to take him out. So God also doesn't want the guy to die. But God sees the only thing that can keep this guy from dying is if he can come and conquer death inside of the body of Jesus and find a way to get inside of every person a life that can't die. So that even should something in the world come and snuff them out, the life they have in them will bring them back up out of the grave. Just like Jesus and that's God's way of dealing with it. And it's not like arbitrary. It's not like, well, you like your way and I like my way. <laughs> it's that that's the only thing, actually, that can save anyone from death. Yeah. But we keep looking for temporal solutions to deal with evil. And then that's how we carry the weight. And we keep deciding whether the weight has been lifted off of us by God by temporal things. In what we see temporally. Instead of seeing the resurrection and the cross. Right? And that leaves us carrying the weight. Feeling confused when we encounter the evil. Feeling ashamed. Right? Look at me. I see something in me that is evil. And that just means I see something in myself that I think isn't right. When you, when you think about endurance, I think the first
3: default thought is, I have to endure. Yeah. But endurance, like peace, happens to you. And for those who may not track with an in depth, not intellectual, but because it's of the spirit, but if they don't track with what you're saying, I think they can be encouraged by the the guy who went to sleep and the crop grew overnight and he didn't know how, but the crop still grew overnight. So endurance can happen to you even if you don't understand what we're talking about. Peace can happen to you even if you don't know what we're talking about. I'm not even sure I fully understand what we're talking about, but I don't have to, (laughs) I don't have to be able to explain it the way Greg does. I just, and encouraged to look to jesus and he will make the truth work in me Uh yeah and and then the crop will grow the crop of endurance the crop of peace the crop of of joy the crop of contentment the crop of faith the crop of hope all those crops they're going to grow up and it's like where did that come oh thank you jesus shoot i say thank you jesus for not pulling the parking spot I mean, it's silly, but I just, when when I'm happy with what happens in my life, I just say, thank you, Jesus. I'm not saying Jesus caused the parking spot. I'm just saying that I looked to Jesus as the one who made the crop grow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're just always thankful for life. In any given moment when you feel joy, it can be a reminder of the life that he gave us, right? And so, yeah, yeah thank you, Jesus, right? And listen, the scripture actually says that, that you have not resisted, when it talks about the sin that can so easily beset us, which is carrying the weight in the context of the letter of Hebrews, it's carrying the weight of perfecting your life from death, from corruption, from evil. And then the author of Hebrews goes into, because those dudes were trying to do that. And the author of Hebrews comes in and talks about arrest, right? That the work has been finished. And now you walk in the good work. And he says, the reason why you don't carry the weight that could so easily beset you, the sin is because you haven't endured or resisted sin unto blood. You don't actually have the strength to resist the evil. You don't have the strength to eradicate the evil, right? And then it goes on to say, looking unto Jesus, right? Like you just said. Because he resisted the contradiction of sinners against himself. And he didn't resist like differently than we're talking about. He wasn't like the strong one and he resisted. No, he actually looked to the father and saw the father has a life in himself that will eradicate this evil. Yep, And that filled him with endurance where he didn't try to resist the evil himself. The father will resist in me, right? And that caused him to endure. And now we see that whole thing in Jesus and it serves us with the same peace. Why would you be tormented? Because you see evil that you think can steal from your life. Well, now you would see in Jesus a life that can't be stolen from. That would lift the weight off of you and it will flood you with peace. That's an excellent point
3: because uh, Jesus as a man faced the sem- same same t- temptation we do and he looked to nothing other than the Father. Yeah. That's the difference. We were look to the world, we look to the Father, we look to the world, we look to <laughs> Jesus, we look to all these parents. We, we 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 vacillate, but Jesus never vacillated. But as a man, yeah, the same crop grew up
0: for him. Yeah. In the same way. Yeah. He said, take my doctrine yeah. mm-hmm. on yourself. I am meek. Mm-hmm. Do you know what meek means? It means he didn't consider his own ability. Mm-hmm. He considered the ability of God. Did you do you see our weight on Jesus? This will help you not despise somebody. You see somebody doing something horrible, right? You, know you want to know why they're doing something horrible? You want to know what's going on in them that's causing them to do that? Well, you can see what's going on in their heart in Jesus being nailed to a cross. Yep that's the weight they're carrying that's causing them to do whatever you think they shouldn't be doing the cross is supposed to be god discerning for all of us this is the weight you're trying to carry Mm -hmm. this is the weight that the serpent is trying to put on your shoulders this is the weight that somebody else is trying to carry
2: Mm
0: -hmm. right and so you start to see the weight and jesus saw that the father will lift off the weight right the father will deliver him from the evil I mean, isn't that in the Lord's prayer? You deliver us from evil? <laughs> so teach us to pray? We don't think of it like that. The weight that tries to come to us because of the crookedness we see in our life. Is there anybody in here that doesn't seem some area of their life that thinks isn't exactly straight? Everyone. Okay. Now, have you considered what it's doing to you that you think there's something in your life that isn't straight? And have you considered what you're trying to do to make it straight? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And now have you considered, has God done something to make it straight? And if he has, what the hell is it? (laughs) (laughs) And wouldn't it feel nice if you could see how he made it straight? And wouldn't it be nice if you were delivered from all the time thinking, about the crookedness and how it can be made straight. I mean, think about the nice things you can be thinking of if you weren't thinking about that. Do you realize how much time you spend thinking about the crookedness and trying to make it straight? Just in your own personal life, but imagine in relationships. In relationships, do you know how much time you spend thinking about the crookedness you see in the people you have relationships with? I'm just being honest. Yeah, true. And then all the different things you do to try to make the crookedness right. Right? Think how much time we spend doing that. Do you think that's enjoying life? I mean, what did Billy? What did Billy Joel say? Because he know that it's me they've been coming to see to forget about life for a while. La di da, di da. I mean, why do we go on vacation? To forget about life for a while. Why do we need to forget about life for a while? Because we see so much crookedness and we're just trying to get to a place where we're not thinking of the crookedness anymore because that's the place where we say we can enjoy life. So now imagine all the beautiful thoughts that could be born inside of you if you stop carrying upon yourself the weight of the crookedness. And instead you were thinking of the one who now has made the crookedness straight. Right? And they teach us to pray, Lord. And part of Jesus' prayer to the Father was you deliver us from evil. So resist not evil is not a command for you to resist. It's that when you see that he delivers you from evil and that he resists the evil on your behalf, you stop trying to resist it yourself. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right. There's this awesome art display that I keep forgetting. It keeps popping up. This artist, a mechanical artist, built a mechanical arm, a big, gigantic mechanical arm. And it's on a timer and it was set for several years. This is a powerful thing inside of this person what they displayed there and the mechanical arm was set on a timer to where all the oil that was in it was going to start leaking out and it was the rate of the leaking was going to increase and the mechanical arm was programmed to keep trying to gather the oil back to itself to keep from dying and when he first started the display because this is a big art display that went on for years And so you could go in at various different points and watch it. When it first started, the arm is dancing all around, all happy to like music. No cares in the world. Life's good, life's good, life's good. Then all of a sudden, the oil starts leaking out. The dancing becomes fewer and farther between, and more of its time is spent, stressed, trying to grab the oil back to itself, to where near the end, there was no time for dancing anymore. Every bit of its time was spent trying to keep the oil. And ultimately, it couldn't keep the oil, and it shuts down.
2: Well. Out of the heart
0: flow the issues of life. Yeah. And that art display perfectly depicts the human experience without the knowledge of God.
2: Mm.
0: Right? The arm was trying to resist the evil. And the arm was real happy when it didn't see any evil. just like breezy, life is good, dancing, la, 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 la. Then all of a sudden it sees the evil. And all of a sudden the weight of resisting the evil is upon the arm. It's powerful watching this thing happen, right? It's like, what? And it it, it explains this, the weight, the sin that so easily besets us. And how it tries to affect our lives, right? The burden of keeping ourselves from the evil. The burden of bringing forth the life, the bearing upon ourselves of producing life, the bearing upon ourselves of eradicating fear from us, the the burden we carry trying to eradicate ourselves from shame, trying to eradicate ourselves from the thoughts of I'm a loser. I suck. Right. For me growing up, you know what I did to deal with that? I got high every day. Morning, noon, night, late at night, I got high to deal with it because I was carrying the weight, right, of delivering myself. And that's what it brought forth out of me. I could bring something forth, something else forth out of somebody else. But that's what it did to me. Some people use working out to try to deliver themselves from it, right? The world thinks looking, working out looks better than being high. Well, I mean, it does to the flesh, <laughs> It looks much better if you're in great shape than if you're a drug addict on the side of the road, right? (laughs) Both could be a problem. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Because if you're working out from the foundation of trying to resist evil... I promise you it's working death inside of you. Your flesh might look good for a little while, but eventually your body's going to start breaking down because you're not working out out of enjoyment or out of fun. You're carrying a tremendous weight, and you're working out from the burden of the weight. Well, you'll end up start working out in a way you shouldn't be working out from, and you'll end up injuring and hurting yourself.
1: The pleasures of sin for a season. That's
0: right. I know. I've done it. No,
1: you know, you were talking about Jesus didn't endure in his own strength he looked to the father for the endurance to be produced in him and I thought about uh, Jesus didn't even look to his own strength when it come to carrying the cross somebody else came and helped him get that thing up there and all of a sudden in that I saw something I hadn't considered before it's like when the world comes and gives you help
0: you still end up dead (laughs) (laughs) I mean I don't I don't mean to laugh because it's serious, but
2: right.
0: I, I also never thought about that. But I it's a great it sign. Like that guy came to help, and he still ended up dead.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And the world does offer help. Yeah. Because we don't try to resist of our own accord, the world comes along and says, "Look, this will fix it. This will solve it. Drink this bottle." Right. And so it looks like help. It looks good for food, which is what the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was. It says it looked good for food. It said it looked like it was wise. It looked like it could bring forth life. And so the the world doesn't come with something that doesn't look like it's helpful. And in fact, you might feel relief for a while. I remember the first time I got high. I was like,
2: "It's nice.
0: I'm not worried about nothing no more. I'm not like self-conscious. I'm not all the time thinking about myself. I'm not all the time thinking about what other people think of me. I'm not all the time thinking about what do they think of me. Do they think I'm okay? Do they think there's something wrong with me? What do I think of me? Am I okay? I didn't think about that no more. It was like, for a moment, I thought, this is Greg. I can finally be me. Hmm. Right? And so, yeah, it looked like it was helping me. It it wasn't helping me. It was killing me. And the way that it works, gets it right to kill you (laughs) is it comes to tell you that it's helping you the reason why you know it's killing you is because that's still you carrying the weight to resist right
2: i remember feeling the same exact way the first time i ever got drunk i went oh
1: this is great i'm gonna
2: do this all the time because i don't feel bad you know and you don't feel self-conscious or any of that you know but and i know we're not con- condoning that but it did it, it it gave a type
0: of relief. Yeah, yeah. yeah we understand that that ultimately would work destruction. And Barb, why yeah. was that nice for you? Because did you feel a great weight that there was yeah. something wrong with you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I knew something was wrong with me. <laughs> right. And, and you, felt, you felt a great burden to deliver yeah. yourself from that pain. Yeah. Or to be delivered from that pain.
2: Absolutely. And that's
0: why the drinking could then come along.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: And that's where alcoholism comes from. A person that has a beer... Or some beers, watching a football game, or drink some wine. Alcoholism won't necessarily come forth from that. Alcoholism yeah. comes forth when you start using that thing to deliver yourself from some sort of pain. Yes. Same thing with drug addiction, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're using that as some type of crutch to resist the evil. And in your case, you know what resisting the evil was? Resisting the thoughts that says there's something wrong with yeah. you. Yeah. And you were trying to resist it yourself. How can I get rid of these thoughts that there's something wrong with me? Same thing with me.
2: Yeah.
0: And at first I thought I could resist the thoughts that there's something wrong with me by proving myself to be very good. Yeah. And the way I was going to prove myself to be very good was through these various exploits. One of them just happened to be, I'll go be in the Olympics and I'll win some gold medals. And that will resist the thought that there's something wrong with me. Because when I stand up on top of the podium and they play the Star Spangled Banner and I'm on the box of Wheaties, certainly that will be the proof that I am as I ought to be. That will resist the evil or the thoughts that there's something wrong with me.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? I get <laughs> <laughs> it. And it didn't work for me. It didn't and, work and, for anybody. <laughs> and, and, and what happened was I actually just initially began loving to run. But because the running turned into the power I was going to use to deliver myself from the weight or the burden, what happened was I ran too hard. And I ended up running myself into the ground and causing massive injuries in my life.
2: Mm-hmm. It's all fair.
0: Right? Because I was carrying an undue burden. Yeah. Right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I get that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Do y'all understand all that? Mm-hmm. Well, does anybody want to add anything in the last couple seconds? Remarkable time this morning. I appreciate everyone who shared uh, a lot of inspiration and thank you for being willing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. glory to God.